Greetings to you. And happy, happy Sunday it is today. Happy day. How about that? Happy day. Whenever you do get to listen to this. Um, I wanted to share... Um, uh, be real transparent. This is about transparency and about um, turning struggles into triumphs. Um, 2020 has been a difficult year for many. And um, me too. I've lost my grandmother. I lost um, my uncle this year in 2020 and um, I've had some setbacks some letdowns um, times when I thought you know just be quiet I have so much power within me to want to speak and, and be a voice for others um and a voice for myself. Um, but I don't always get to do that. And I don't always able to have the courage to just do what I feel. I don't always have the courage. And I know it takes courage to do anything I'm talking about, I'm not going off subject, I'm talking about turning struggles into triumphs. You have to have courage to do it. And um, sometimes that's not easy for me. I'm being transparent. I talk about the great things that I get to do, but it's not in a way ever of saying, look at me. I feel very small. You'd be surprised um, how I struggle. And I wanted to be real transparent um, about the struggles and turn them into triumphs. And though you may, I may put out there a, something great or awesome and may look like or appear that, oh, she's doing just wonderful. <laughs> But transparency, I've had to turn struggles into triumphs. Rainbows in my clouds. And you hear music in the background, um, instrumental. I don't have the rights to this. This is what I listen to. Um, I will spend hours a day praying and listen to this type of music to just um, anything that I do set out to do uh, I have to have God I'm being real transparent I spend hours praying seeking God I'm not I don't see myself as somebody that is so beautiful in the sense of beauty I don't feel like I'm somebody who's just the right person in the sense of you know I got it all together I don't I don't feel those things 
And that's why I wanted to go through the process of turning struggles into triumphs is because it's important to do. It's important in anything. We're going into a new year, about to end 2020, and going into a new year. And uh, my resolution and my thoughts or my plans are to, you know, always an unwavering intent to do right. Just do right. Right. And um, my resolution is also to be a sounding force. Yeah, I want my voice to be heard. But there has been many struggles, y'all, through my life. But, oh, I want to share this part of me so that you can identify, you know, the struggles and those things that hold you back from being and doing all that you should do. And and just a rainbow in the clouds. <laughs> you know, I drew a picture and uh, I'm going to have it. Um, I drew a picture and I'm not an artist. I drew a picture of a rainbow. Shine through shine is what it says on it. I just one day just drew a picture on art paper. I'm not an artist. I never have been. I really just not not art for me. But I did it in a, for the reasons of that I thought, you know. There's a reason for it, and I'm going to share with you. It's got to do with my struggles and turning them into triumphs so that you can understand and that I can help you say, you know what, that's been a struggle for me, but guess what? I'm going to turn it into a triumph. I won't have rainbows in my clouds and (laughs) put rainbows in the clouds and not just yourself, but in others' lives, and that's what my goal is today is to do that for you is to, like, the girl does struggle. <laughs> Opposing forces every single day. Do you hear me? Every single day. This is why I do this. I spend hours praying and just to myself and just when I have time, this is what I do. I have to be alone with myself. And I, but I did. I, I drew a rainbow. Um... And uh, I did it during a time um, I was reminded I had a best-selling author, top 10 best-selling author friend that I had um, in Virginia. And she was the first... uh, black woman anchor or news um, in Virginia during her time and she was a best-selling author and she was a teacher and she was just really awesome I became great friends with this magnificent woman that I met and um, she used, I used to write and talk to her about writing and my passion. And, you know, of course, my voice, I've always had a passion uh, for my voice to be heard. And um, I always had a passion for it. And this is how it happens with me, too. You hear the commercials in the background because I'm listening to it. You know, I get the... I, it, 
they're there, distractions are there, but you see what I did? I get, okay, say what you gotta say and let me get back to my music. Distracting forces, distracting elements are always gonna be there. I learned that. And also uh, opposing forces. And you got to work through it to get press on. Press on to triumphs. But anyway, this friend of mine told me, she said, oh, Tina, you are the most amazing writer. She said, I love you. I love the way. And this is from a best-selling author. I thought, oh, wow. I felt so good to hear that. And this has got regards to uh, my writing and the things that I do. If I start breaking out in a song, it's because the music does affect me. God does get in my soul. So if I start singing in it, don't worry. She, she'll get right back to us. I couldn't earn it. And I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. I do this in the presence of God for hours, guys, today. But that's just Tina. She's weird. But that's what keeps God close to me, too. <laughs> but um, uh, it's crazy because um, she said that. And I remember feeling great and amazing. Like, <laughs> if I just heard that, I don't know what I would be doing by now. She also said in the same sentence when I asked her, you know, to help me with the book. Help me. This is some years ago. I said, help me. She said, oh, you're an awesome writer, but you're an editor's nightmare. <laughs> I heard that. I heard it louder than I heard if I cry, like I said, it's part of the struggles, the triumphs getting through. I want you to hear it, hear about the struggles because it is what helps you. It's the lessons that we learn to get through to triumph. And um, so I was just like, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I really, to be honest, that's all Tina heard. I'm an editor's nightmare. This was from a best-selling author, top 10 of her time. And it was a professor in English. And I'm like, oh my God. And, uh, and grammar and like, she was just, she knows her stuff. And if she says I'm a nightmare, well, I am a, it must be so. It is so, Tina is a nightmare, an editor's nightmare. And so I took that with me and um, how it affects me today. If you ever wonder, why does she have so lengthy in her post? Or why does she tell a story and then it'll change? Or all of a sudden it'll delete? Or one minute it's there and the next minute it's gone and... I'm an editor's nightmare. <laughs> and hearing that, it didn't, at first he had allowed it to try to stop me, but now it's become a lesson for me to learn, learn from it. Don't just accept that about yourself, the things that you hear, the things that you even tell yourself. 
your heart tells you, you know, when you hear things that are negative and those opposing forces, what your heart will tell you about yourself, you know, and say, Shh. and so what I did was I, um, you'll see me, I'll write stories, oh man, for a long time I was very passionate and I was writing a story, y'all remember, like every day on my blog. And I had this, I remember it was the unwavering intent of a storyteller, right? And, but through the process of just hearing that, chases me down, vice till I'm found, least the ninety-nine. That's what God's loved. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. He still, he gives us. Way. Thank you, God. But anyway, just how it affects me now in my writing. I wrote a story recently, and it had been a while since I wrote. I didn't really write that much in 2020. I was asked to write. I did write on um, Family's First Blog on their uh, website. They asked me to write for them, and I did do that. But I wasn't into it as much. I mean, I had plans to do books, and I was ready. And I felt it, um, but some of the challenges and the struggles I have is knowing that I am an editor's nightmare. <laughs> and that I talk, she said in a way that, oh my God, I love to hear you talk, Tina, but you write the way you talk. Like so many people do, she said. I mean, that's what we do. We, we put our thoughts on paper or in books or on blogs and we just, there it is, grammar and everything, whether it's improper, whether, you know, and see, the thing is that, that everybody be able to understand you. And if you want to be a voice, you want to be a storyteller in the world, you want people to hear you. So please know if you've ever commented on one of my writings or, or, been inspired by something I did you didn't see it anymore you're like what happened is it personal did I it isn't for every story I write it may take me my thoughts are so all through the night I wake up with thoughts and just like ready to write I can literally live on just a few hours of sleep and just I could really get in there and write and be a storyteller in this world and I feel like I could be a very good one, but it takes me hours. It took me five hours last night to correct a blog that I wrote that took me only an hour to come up with all the thoughts in my head and everything. It took me five hours to edit it due to grammar errors and so when you see that stuff you're gonna see it and know that that's part of me that I said you know what I want to fix it fix it why because somebody told you that your editor's nightmare no fix it because I want to be a voice that is heard by a voice of love that is heard by can I be honest? Everyone. Anyone. And if I'm an editor's nightmare. <laughs> well, Tina, you can pay people to do that. Right. You're right. I could pay somebody to edit. Here. Here's my book. I got several. 
several offers, and one of my greatest offers I've been offered by Reader's Digest. The people who publish Reader's Digest, they've asked me to write, and they stay on me all the time. And I'm thankful for those opportunities, but ah, the editor's nightmare. What I decided to do to take that struggle and turn it into a triumph. You can't just live in the struggle, guys. We can't just live in what 2020 brought us in in the negativity. We can't just stay there, guys. We got to move. Movement, emotion. We got to go forth. And the way to turn struggles into triumphs and have rainbows in the clouds is, for me, it was taking responsibility to not be an editor's nightmare. To, to speak clearly and learn the lessons of what I need to do to write proper and so, if you ever wonder what happened, one minute she's doing this, next minute she's doing that, she watched, she stopped, she deleted, she quit, she did. It wasn't you, it was me. It's never about others and what, you know, um, like I said, I want to be a voice that is heard. But, ah, uh, the editor's nightmare, but I did turn that struggle. And I decided that I am going to be a sounding force. I am going to be a sounding force and I am going to work through those struggles and make it a triumph because I will take five hours if that's what it needs to be to not be a nightmare. If that means I've reached more people, I'll do it. And um, that's that's what I want to share with you. Uh, one of the things I want to be transparent about is that there's a lot of great things I am meant to do. I'm excited about this uh, lyrics to the song I wrote. Oh my lord. Um, I can't wait for y'all to hear that. <laughs> but um, it's powerful. And, um, and I learned through that because I like to be strong and powerful. But what I learned about this type of music that I was studying um, is that these composers learn how to not too much of something because too much of something could be overbearing and you're not going to reach everyone. Okay. You're not going to reach everyone, but they figured out a way to discipline it, like have a powerful, but just enough because too much of anything can harm you. Too much alcohol can hurt you. Too much of anything. Too much eating. Is it okay to eat? Yeah, we need to eat to live. But too much will kill us. So we have to divide it in portions and we need to, you know, you understand that. And that's what how I became out with this song. I'm excited about it because I learned through the struggles because I do too much. That's one of my biggest downfalls is that I'm a helpless overachiever and I just do too much. And I don't do it in much so you can say, look at me. It takes that much for me to do so much to feel like I could be hard. From years of painful things that happened in my life that I, I never felt like I was a voice. And I was quiet and I took a lot of pain. So I feel like I have to do everything on an extra level. So if you ever wonder why did she do so much? Oh my God. Throw up. <laughs> right? But 
I do it because I just saying I want to be heard by someone to make a difference in somebody's life. And so, yeah, I do too much. But um, I learned from that. Uh, and I, I'm the song's coming out this week, guys. And I can't wait. I can't wait because it's the power of my voice. I'm talking about love. And uh, about the power of it. And I learned that you can do a lot, but ooh, not too much. Discipline it. And I learned this from these composers and, and music makers of 1600s to the 1750s. Girl, you're, you're whack. You're weird. I, I know. But that was my struggle. The person who just does too much. And sometimes it's not always good for everybody. I can admit that. But uh, learn that you can do a lot, but immoderate and discipline yourself in a way that it is. Ah, now that was a good health and potion. Not too much, just just right. And so I'm excited to go through that. I went through that process, guys, and I have a song coming out where it is. Woo. But, and I wrote the lyrics and that power of my voice, but hey, it ain't too much. I learned that through the struggle of being told or people being alone a lot or people just saying, you know, you just, you're all right, but you do too much. I get a lot of, believe it or not, as much as you might think that, oh, Tina's love, Tina gets a lot of negativity. A lot of things uh, said, and but I turn the struggles into triumphs. My last one I want to share with you: be transparent about turning struggles into triumphs, and why we must do it. You must do it. Take that struggle, like I took those words, your editor's nightmare, and turn it into a triumph. You hear me? You can do it. Within yourself, not relying on the others, not relying on that person, but within myself, how can I, if it takes me five hours and you'll see me, you'll see me, I have a post, it may start off one way, then you next thing you look at it and say, where did this come from? Just know that it's not you, it's not about anybody else, as I realize, uh, oh, Tina, transparency, I need God, and that's why I spend hours with this music. And prayer. And God, light my path. The last transparency I want to show you and going into 2021 and just being ready for it. Um, come feel my life, God, from the inside. From the inside of me. Set me on fire. From the inside. From the inside. Love me. Yeah, that's what I want, God. That's what I want. He knows it too. I let him know. Let my prayers touch heaven. But my last thing I want to share with you is that I mentioned and talked about how that um, 2021 will bring um, enlarged territory for me. I got a lot planned in January. I have a, um, oh, 
So I'm just going to add a song coming out. And I also have um, where I'm going to have a workshop where leaders of my city, Indianapolis, and I got invited to be with city leaders to uh, interrupt racism in the community for children. That they can, I'm going to be in a workshop where it involves and at, this way was made for me. This is a door open for me. It's free for me. As a child advocate, where, you know, as a volunteer child advocate, um, I get to uh, be a part of interrupting racism. Hmm. A two-day workshop. Two whole days of just with community leaders be coming together and say, hey, we'll interrupt this. Yeah, and be a part of change. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And then also, well, Children's Bureau and Family, um, Families First comes together. I mentioned that. The reason why it's important for me to be transparent about this, because I talked about how, yay, yay, <laughs> look what I get to do. My borders are large, right? Sounds magnificent, right? Well, what was about this that's amazing to me and why I mention it? And if it sounds like she's coming off kind of braggy, no, she ain't. Let me, let, let me tell you about the struggle. Let me tell you about what I went through and how it's a triumph now for me. Is in the very beginning when I got back to Indiana, Indianapolis, four years ago. I went full force into just figuring out what I, what can I do, finding myself, and just got through a horrible, horrible uh, situation. And I just wanted to be new. That make me over. Find out who I was. I lost myself. And um, one of the things I wanted to do was um, be active in the community, helping children. Um, I knew that, that had been abused, because I d- identified with that. Um, and I wanted to make a change. So I started off, I didn't know about child advocates, so I started off um, as a school on wheels. I was a tutor for children in uh, homeless shelters, and I would go and help tutor children. And that was a wonderful experience for me to be able to do that. And I was doing a lot of opportunities that came along with us. It's like, I just want to do something. But when I got involved, one of the things I did set out to do was um, I applied at the Children's Bureau. One of the first jobs I applied for when I got here was the Children's Bureau with my desire and longing to just work with children in the shelter who, um, you know, have nowhere to go. Um, no foster care then the children's bureau is is the home for children uh, that have nowhere to go and I wanted to be there with them so I applied and oh my lord it looks so good like I was gonna get the job I had two interviews right and by that time you're thinking okay second interview yes you know got excited they made me feel like oh I got this I, I shouldn't say they made me feel I thought I had it I got this. I knew it. They informed me and let me know after I thought that I had it. I'm sorry. We hired somebody else, you know, better suited or better qualified. I was devastated, y'all. I prayed so hard about it. I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it at the Children's Bureau to be able to do that with kids. I didn't know anything about child advocates at the time. I stumbled across that. 
wasn't Castina just was like looking, you know, like I was selected to be a child advocate. I happened to stumble across it on the uh, internet and God opened the door for that. But um, it was amazing because I got denied. Later on when I found out about traffic, and, and it was crushing for me. I ain't gonna lie. I was crushed. I was devastated because I thought I had it. That was a struggle for me. You know, when you need something to go through for you, because you really feel like that's your mission and that's your life. Um, it didn't go through for me. I like this song, guy. Didn't hear... Only because you make a way. God, you move mountains. You cause walls to fall. With your power, you perform miracles. There is nothing impossible. Girl, you are so different. I know, right? And it's like about those that have to go to work with me every day. <laughs> I do crazy stuff all the time. But it's powerful and it's positive. That's what I want to do and be. But anyway, I didn't get the job. And so at Child Advocates, like I said, I stumbled across that opportunity. Um, I was already working with Family First and mentoring with Families First. Um, my Child Advocates came along. When I became a, a CASA for Child Advocates, um, one of the things that they let me know, uh, let us know, is that you cannot work for... You know, they let us know you can't work for your children's bureau. You can't be a foster parent because of conflict of interest. In other words, we're going to be in places. You can't be a foster parent and be like you may be in a place where you have a child that is in. Because, you know, foster care is for those children that have been abused or neglected. And so, you know, you can't be a foster parent and you can't work at the children's bureau because you will have children, you know, that um, it would be a conflict of interest, as you as you can understand, as, as, you're, as you're representing children in the courtroom. Um, you can't be over here as a foster parent because those are children that are, are in the courtroom <laughs> or that you need. So it was not something that they let me know. I wouldn't be able to, the door of being able to be a tremendous voice in the lives of children who need it that door opened up for me it opened guys and when that opened up for me I tell you I was so excited I never wanted to do uh, there's been many opportunities people say you know why you you know why you do what you do you know you could be do, doing this or doing that and you can be working with children all the time and I chose to do it as a volunteer, and I love my job at UPS. I really do because it separates um, me. What I do at UPS is so different than what I do in my passions and the work I do. Because, uh, And I wanted to keep it like that, that my passions were something that I could go hard on. It wasn't about money, it wasn't about me, anything like that. It was something I loved to do and wanted to do in my life. It's helped other children who've who've been traumatic men through the, been through the trauma and horrific effects of abuse um, I wanted to be there for them and I didn't want I don't I don't want to do it for money guys I do what I do out of love I don't do anything I do with my passions for money 
You hear me? It ain't about money for me. And so I do all those things on my own choice. And so when I got in there with Child Advocates, I was like, yes, yes. I felt open, my passions. I was able to just, I love what I do. And, um, and then, of course, I'm working with Families First. I'm Child Advocates. Well, Families First and Children's Bureau. Merge. Children's Bureau was my struggle, guys. Remember? I hurt because I didn't get a job there. But if I would have, I wouldn't have got opened up to child advocates. All right? You couldn't be a child advocate if you were working at the Children's Bureau. So it worked out just fine. I'm in full circle, guys, now. Do you hear me? You hear why this is a triumph? Because I went from a child advocate and working with families first. This, um, both Families First is merged with Children's Bureau, and I get to be in there as a volunteer. And I made sure with Child Advocates, I went right to my supervisor and said, hey, what can I do? What can I do? I'm excited about this opportunity because I'm in there. Do you hear me? I'm in there. I now, because Families First and, um, I love this one too. One thing by desire of your, that will I seek after that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Do you know that's my favorite scripture? It always has been since I was a little girl. One thing by desire of you, Lord. But anyway, um, as I was, um, I was excited to hear that, guys. I didn't do that. I got turned down. That was a struggle then. I was excited about the triumphs, but oh, to hear Emily's first merge, the Children's Bureau, and that me as a child advocate will be somebody called upon, used to volunteer. I do not work for Children's Bureau, because if I did, I couldn't be a child advocate. I do not work. I'm not an employee. Of child advocates because I didn't want my passions is to serve and I didn't want money for it so I do it as a volunteer and here I am offered the opportunity my borders are enlarged I'm in the children's bureau <laughs> how how she do that she she can't God opened the door when I let them know a child advocate, they said there's no conflict of interest. You're doing what you are called to do. To serve. To serve. To serve children who are broken. That's how we have to turn struggles into triumphs. I know about struggles, guys. Those who know me, girl, know about some struggles. To the point, <laughs> evil tried to take me out. Opposing forces tried to shut me up. Oh, but I'm a sounding force from struggles to triumphs. Turning struggles into triumphs. That's what we're going to do in 2021. Do you hear me? Yeah, it was a struggle. That was a struggle. 
He had a couple falls this year and had stitches and things have happened. He lost, I lost my grandmother. I lost people that love me. And you don't know how hard that is for me to lose people who love me. Because I, I, I struggle with knowing that I'm loved. Give me you, and everything else can wait. Open up, I'm being transparent so that you all can see me. Hope it's not too late. Give me you. She ain't trying to be a professional singer. But guess what? Huh. The triumph is she will put out a song. Oh Lord, give me you. I already did a worship song. That was my desire of my heart anyway. But I just wanted to share a little bit about you, about turning struggles into triumphs. And uh, that rainbow that I drew, I drew that a few months ago. Because I thought that, you know what? What if I'm my own editor of my own book? <laughs> or not, not an editor, but, you know, did my own artwork. Uh, for my books. So I begin to draw rainbows. I don't think I can do that part of them. But I'm willing to figure out the struggles. That's what I'm saying in the struggles that we go through. In the process of me trying to write a book. And trying to be useful. And try to do great things. And turning struggles and triumphs. I've learned some lessons. Learn the lessons from the struggles. Because that is what will guide you. That is what will make you a sounding force and the effects are going to be great. You will see it and you'll be able to say, it wasn't Tina. She shared with us. She was very transparent. She ain't all that. (laughs) Girl ain't all that. But hey, she has a God. And she, she gets along with herself and she works through those struggles. Not about what other people say or what the other people are doing. But God, break my limitations. It may take me five hours to correct a two-paragraph blog post. Can you imagine a book? (laughs) But I spent hours fixing me. And when it comes out, (laughs) when I give it to God, He he says, okay, let that struggle be your triumph. Bless you, everyone. I pray this was uplifting. I pray this was something you could say, you know what? I'm going to take that with me. My struggles in 2020 are going to be my triumphs for 2021. All right, bless you.